0: Um, so I'm one of three sharing tonight, and I've got a lot of notes, so <laughs> I'm just going to read off them. But um, being the typical worship leader that I am, um, I'll just segue into that with a little worship note. So tonight, we just sang glory to glory, and we'll never be the same. We go from changing to changing, and we just God just takes us from glory to glory. So that's what I'm going to talk about tonight, about all the change that has happened in my life in this past year. So there's always challenges to deal with in life, and um, the biggest change this year for me would be having getting married, which has been awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. He's great. Shout out. Um, but also, with all the changes that brings typically, and I'm not very good with change, the, the biggest change I've found has been my relationship with God has changed a lot in that, and it's been really different because I'm finally happy and secure and just, I don't have huge struggles to deal with like I did throughout my childhood, and it's kind of a thing that I never thought I'd actually get to as a child with everything that, with with my upbringing, I never actually thought I'd be able to be married and happy and secure and not always dealing with something really intense or not always having to lean on God for something hugely, like it, always having to wait for a breakthrough and being in that place, you're so raw and open all the time, so I found it a real... Um, challenge to really connect with God on a level that's deep without having something to struggle with or deal with. So my whole journey this year has been trying to figure out how to connect with God when I'm happy, which uh, I think I'm sure all of you know that sometimes when you're like on that mountain, you're like, yeah, I'm cool. I don't really need to talk to anybody about anything because everything's great. And I've got nothing to talk to God about because he already knows everything's great. Um, So that's what I'm that's what I'm dealing with. And, and that was kind of thrown in my face earlier this year when I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this sudden memory of the abuse that I struggled with during my childhood. And it just felt like the devil was going, this is who you are. I'm just going to remind you that this is where you came from. And and he just does that sometimes. Eh? He goes to me, he just like will whisper in my ear and say, oh, hold on, you, you don't have a heavenly father because you're not even worth an earthly father. Why would you be worth a heavenly father? And he just puts all these things in my head. And then that's what happens with my husband as well. Like, what, do you, what makes you think that this is okay? You just wait, something will come up where it's all going to drop. So then I get that anxiety. And so that's just something I'm facing this year. And that was just vivid and heartbreaking and terrifying to deal with. And he just tries to bring you down like that. So so then I I was sitting there and I looked at myself and I was like, this is really weird because I've got this memory, but I feel like an entirely different person now and it's like that memory is from somewhere else and so that's that's actually a really good thing. And so then I just lay there stunned and said, how did I get from there to here now, like looking around in my life with the blessings and everything that I have? And so, yeah, so it's always been, me walking with God and him holding me up and me always being like, oh, okay, God help me with this thing or like fasting and praying and trying to get into whatever it is that he's got for me next. And um, there's always been three words that remain the same throughout all my changes in in life. I've had to move many houses and different family members around and lots of different things happen, but there's always been three words. This is what I lean on is that to return to him. And so all those awful things that happened and looking at my family, I see them all walk away from God because they just didn't return to him. They gave up on him and they, they, in their brokenness and shame and pain and hurt, that was just the one thing I noticed throughout every person in my family who's fallen away or who's dealing with really intense things without God is they just didn't return to him when they had struggles. And so that's how I got to where I am now is I always return to him and that's all I did differently. In, in Joel two twelve it says, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. And I found this about four years ago when I was flatting, and I was going through a three-day fast because I was just really, really struggling in my faith. And it was a point where I really felt like I was going to give up on everything. And he just gave me that verse, and I just wondered to myself, oh, uh, what does rend mean? I've never heard that before. It's one of those Christian words like the lamb or the blood. Well, like, what's rend? I don't even know what that is. And so it essentially means to tear, split, or separate. And he asks us to rend our hearts to him and to return to him in our brokenness while our hearts are torn apart. He says, return to me. And I always found that really easy because my heart was always broken. And it's kind of easy to do it when, when it's like that. But this verse always, also says that he is gracious. And merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, only our God can restore our souls, and even once he does, we still have to return to him and that 's what i 'm learning now, returning to him once my soul is already restored so that 's what 's changed for me so far so my my mo- most recent verse now, and I, this came to me when I was actually at move. Rachel Leeds move Saturdays, Wednesdays, and Mondays you should hit her up, but um it 's really great it's um an alternative to yoga for those who don't know <laughs> so this verse starts like this it says for thus said the lord the holy one of israel in returning and rest you shall be saved in quietness and trust shall be your strength and i don't for those who know me you know that quietness has never been a strength to me. I'm like, well, if I want to get noticed, I'm going to be loud and bolshy. And so I'm like, quietness is strength. I don't understand that. But so that's something I'm trying to deal with. Um, And so it just really stood out to me when we were having this relaxation time and she just reads um, a few verses out over you. And I was just like crying there. And I'm sure she didn't really think that that would happen. And (laughs) and alternative yoga. (laughs) just like crying on the ground. Um, and so it's, it's just really cool because it's so new to me to look at something like that, like, oh, okay, so all I've got to do is sit here and think about you and you're going to, like, work things in me without me having something to deal with. That's just kind of odd for me. And so it's things like that. Even when I thought earlier this year that he, was, God was just like, oh, you're good, yeah, okay, carry on and do your life now and I'm just going to work on everybody else. I was just really worried about that. So he just came in and and did that for me. And he is our strength. Our strength is in him and all our different parts of him that lead us. He's the God, the Father, the Teacher, King, and Savior, and Provider, and all these different people. And it's just been really awesome to learn that without a huge struggle or something to deal through or like strive through, he's just there to praise. And so I've just been returning to him in all things in quietness. And in trust. So that's been really good. And I'm going to invite Rory up.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Zush. Ciao to everyone. My name is Rory. It's awesome to be here. Firstly, um, I want to address the elephant in the room. Yes, I have a moustache. Yes, I think it looks good. Gen- uh, genuinely, though, a moustache is great if you want to get picked up by hitchhikers. It is terrible if you want to come across as creepy. Oh no, wait, sorry, other way around, other way around. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, mustache humor. Um, for the next couple of minutes, I just want to look at one big change that's happened in my life, and uh, hopefully that just encourages you. So yeah, so the biggest change in the last six months of my life is that I've completely changed occupation. Uh, in 2014, I graduated university with a science degree, And after a matter of time, I worked as a lab tech inside a milk factory. Um, During all this time, basically post high school, I volunteered inside the church. I volunteered in youth work. And I've always been looking for a pastoral role. And so as of a week ago, I am no longer a lab technician. I am working in my dream job. Come on. Um, I'm working for a Christian organization called Attitude, where we go around and talk to teens about how to navigate the hard stuff in high school. So I just want to kind of talk about three little things because God has definitely had His say in this last wee while, and hopefully some of this uh, encourages with you as I share it with you. So the first thing I wanted to say is that um, I wanted this role way before I became a committed Christian. I sat in uh, class at 15 and cracked up to the attitude presenter, and I remember going, man, I wish, I wish I could be this person. But God wasn't even on my radar This was three years before I'd even thought about making a decision for Jesus, you know. I was worried about, like, 15-year-old problems. Like, the deepest spiritual question I had was, how much links Africa is too much links Africa? (laughs) Uh, Never enough, by the way. Never enough. Um, But here's the thing. God was listening even when I wasn't listening to him. Psalm 139, I love this. It's just the first verse. You have searched me and you know me. When it says searched, it actually means researched. You have researched me and you know me. There was eight years between when I sat in that class listening and now sitting in that attitude office. Um, by the way, really short by biblical standards. But um, the first thing that God reminded me of and the first thing I wanted to say to you is that God knows me and God knows you. Um, where am I at? He takes your dreams and your passions and uses them for a good plan in your life. Here's point two. Um, it's really about God's timing. At 18, I gave my life to Jesus and I felt so ready to take on the world and I totally wasn't. Um, I could barely even grow a beard, let alone this epitome of manliness, um, at a, uh, when I graduated university, I, was, I first approached Attitude, and I actually got stood up twice by the guy I now sit beside. So um, that's going to be really awkward when I bring it up with him. Uh, the second time around last year, I went and, and, and got an interview and didn't get in. That girl now sits behind me, much less awkward. This year, um, finally, they say, hey, yeah, now is the time. We really want you on board. And for me, looking back, it's definitely a thing of God's timing. Um, I've only had a week's experience in this role, and I could already say that if I'd walked into that role at either of those times, it wouldn't have lasted long. Even in the last year, I've been on this growth journey. Um, I got actual experience in my qualification. Um, I got married, whoop, whoop. Uh, I actually matured emotionally and spiritually, I want to encourage you. Uh, it took eight years and two failed attempts, but God really doesn't forget stuff, and his timing's way better than ours. He just does, you know, he just does things in his own time. Final point's this. Um, throughout the process, God spoke in really natural ways. Like, there wasn't this audible voice talking to me, commanding me each individual step. You know, I didn't have the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And even God has spoken to me previously in a whole ton of different ways. And I'm sure it's spoken to you in a whole ton of different ways. You know, through like verses, for instance. Um, you know, he gave me Isaiah 55 when I was gonna uh, think about Mary and Kate. And that was the right answer, by the way. Um, all of those would have been really nice. Uh, there was a lot of consequence to actually taking this job. There's a bit of a pay cut. There's a lot of travel. There's a lot of pressure. It's all kind of things that my life would have been way more comfortable without. And so clear direction. Yeah, it would have been great, but it didn't happen. And so what actually did happen is that I sat in prayer, and God gave me a sense of peace. Um, I went through the interview process, and it went well. I organized a contract, and God had his opportunity to mess things up, and it didn't. There were certain other things around it that could have happened, but they didn't. And so I think the final thing is really that, um, or the final thing that rather that God was reminding me of in this past six months is that we often wait for this like spiritual sign, but actually um, God works really naturally in a whole ton of situations. And that's awesome too. Finally, finally, and because I'm like out of time, uh, there's big change has a big challenge as well. Uh, there's a whole ton of stuff that God's put his finger on, like um, what does your spiritual discipline actually look like, and um, do you actually do what you believe, and what do you actually believe, and can you explain that? Um, so with, there's going to be a panel on later, I encourage you, text through those questions if you want to have a chat about those, but right now I get a hand off to the awesome Michaela.
2: Well, as I've been introduced, I'm Michaela. Um, I haven't actually spoken up here before. So for those who don't know me, I'm an engineering student at the University of Canterbury. I'm in my third year. um, And I can actually see my sister right in the audience. Hello. (laughs) Um, So my story is quite different to Zusha and um, Rory's. Uh, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I've had a really good upbringing Um, But it kind of all changed as I went to uni. Uh, So for me personally, I have a few health difficulties. uh, And it's actually been really hard because there's been a few things uh, mentally that have kind of just sort of kind of influenced either how I behave, how I target things, how I think about things. But what's been hard is it's been hard to decipher whether it's been health-related or it's been just emotional or it's been spiritual. And so through my journey, um, especially over the past six months, it's kind of been going through a roller coaster almost of deciphering how God works, how he's working for me, uh, and what he has in store for me. So to break it down, there was a lot of things that happened over the last six months, um, but the main point that I got and the one that I felt to share tonight was to be still. So... What that looked like for me, uh, it well, I might actually refer to some notes before I get into this. So, at the beginning of the year, what I asked for was if three things. One was wisdom, two was influence, and three was opportunities to grow. So, I tried to avoid almost all the health issues because I didn't think it was related um, but the more I went through those six months, I realized that you need to, in, to consider both. Um, and that was kind of one thing that God kind of pointed out to me every now and then, was that you can't focus on one thing. You need to have balance. So how I approached this um, was that God, I had found in the past that God had wanted me to focus what was in front of me. So he wanted me to focus on the house side. He wanted me to focus on my prayer, my Bible time. He also wanted me to focus on who was around me. Um, So how, again, how I approached this was I would pray, I would read the Bible. I would even do a few Bible studies, and I'd even look to try and connect with people, especially at church. Um, I really wanted to see God move my life, so I took moments in each day while I was studying. Um, So for those who know me, I'm at uni 24-7. So um, I would also take times just to breathe, just to look around, Because there was always someone around that was working with you, and they were generally going through the same thing. Um, The last one that I did to approach um, my walk with God was to declare His promises over my life. And I didn't realize how much power there was in doing that, but my word, have I seen a change by doing so? Um, So, for example, the biggest one for me was Philippians 4, verse 6 to 9. So, essentially, it starts off with do not be anxious. (laughs) and I mean that immediately speaks to me um so over time again as I said before the main point that I got was to be still and it was an impression that I got over the six months so over time that impression on my heart became stronger and by listening to that and then acting out of it I started to see things change which was really cool um I started to grasp a better perspective on life, a better perspective on myself, a better perspective on others, a better perspective on God, and actually a better perspective on the church. Um, I ended up finding myself in a few more conversations uh, that would involve me actually talking about my faith. So one thing with engineering is that Everyone's a big drinker, they love partying, (laughs) and they also really, really love uh, getting out there and not studying. So to be a Christian in that sort of environment uh, is not the easiest. sometimes, it can almost be quite easy to get caught up in their excitement. So to be able to be involved in conversations that allow me to sort of share about how I do my relationship, how I live, how I work, and why I actually don't do what they do, was actually quite amazing, because I've never actually experienced that before. Um, There was actually also times by being still, I was actually able to look around me instead of just myself, and I was actually able to sort of see other things and almost have a heart of compassion for other people. So that's something I've always struggled with as well, is I've always been so focused on what I've been going through. Uh, My anxieties, my pressures, the panic attacks that I've actually missed a lot of what's going on around me. So to actually listen to God and actually to be still, I was actually able to see a little bit more. It was like almost there was a bit more clarity. Um, so for me, that was, that was pretty amazing. I haven't really had to do that before on my own. Um, I also started to see change in my family dynamics, my relationship dynamics, uh, and I actually started to see improvements in my health. So for those who also know me, um, my dietary requirements are quite intense. Um, But what I have seen is there's been a significant improvement. I'm able to eat a lot more. I'm able to eat a lot more variety of foods. I mean, that's glory to God. It's nothing big, but it's a healing in itself. Um, And what I also noticed, which is a really, really big thing for me. So I grew up in a church where there was... Miracles that happen left, right, and center. And I always wanted something like that to happen to me. But the thing is, what I learned was God didn't work in big, miraculous ways for me. He worked in the small ways. And it was only when I was still I actually saw that. So just I wanted to share that as an encouragement to other other people. um, That don't go looking for the major stuff. It's the small stuff that counts. Whether it's a conversation an extra increase in a grade, or um, your health, for example. So for me, that was so significant, and it's only by being still have I seen that, and have I been able to acknowledge that. Um, So one challenge I just wanna sort of leave this with, as well, is what will you see by being still? And the thing is, it's not being still and doing nothing, it's being still in God. And by being still in God, it means just taking a breath, stop, take a breath, and actually acknowledge what's around you. Um, And I think you'd be surprised what you'll see. Um, So I'll walk away with this verse, actually, one that that stood out to me quite a bit. Um, I've just lost it now. But it's actually 1 Peter 5, verse 9 to 10. So it goes, resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. Now, that one's quite a bit and it doesn't tie in exactly to what I say, but I will leave it with this. If you can stop and be still, and see what's going on in your life. You'll be surprised in what's going on even in ours. Some will be going through the same things as you. Some will be going through something different. But for me, that was something that really stood out to me. And I hope that leaves a bit of encouragement for you guys. Thank you. <clears throat> Great. So I think we're going into a panel now.
3: Yeah, we sure are. There we go. Oh, Rory, you get sitting next to me. Nice. Awesome! Hey, that was that was so good because I picked up on one really big theme between all three of yours, which has being still. So it was yours being still at move. It was you know you're being still in in your in your quiet times, and I know Rory, you're finding a place to like be still as well. So how did you all learn how to do that? I mean, oh, there we go. No, I'm good. Um, how did you all learn to do that? Because I know it's quite a hard thing, especially in like our our world and 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 the environment that we live in. That you're just constantly going and going and going?
0: God just threw it in my face because he knew I needed <laughs> to do it, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm generally going at like 100%, and so and I think he just knew that that's what I wanted in life and needed in life. But I, didn't, I knew I wanted to be closer to God, mm. and I was asking him for that, yeah. and he did it in that way, Yeah. like I didn't expect.
3: Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Michael?
2: Well, for me... Um, once I sort of left home, or when I say left home, I mean spiritually left home. So I had to choose my own faith, my own path. Um, I just had like a real deep sense that I wanted more. Um, and by that, just been pushing into God. And um, I don't know, it just a real, as I said, it was an impression on my heart. And it was so clear. I, I can't explain it, but it's like a peace. And for yep. me, that peace only came when I stood still.
1: Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'll pick up on that. I like that. The peace only came when I stood still. Um, I think, yeah, it's very easy to kind of buy into um, what society is saying and that keep, you know, keeping on going for that next thing and keeping on pushing. And I think it's when you realise or start realising, and for me it was realising, man, you know, I'd be keeping on pushing myself to the next thing, next thing, next thing. And actually there wasn't. Well, there wasn't peace in that. You know, there wasn't joy in that. And then from there, my heart was kind of yearning for stillness. And so from that, it was, you know, the absolute opposite and moving to it and saying, actually, yeah, stillness is really what I want here. Yeah. And then carving out that time to do it. Mm.
4: Mm, Cool. Um, I've got a question kind of along similar lines that you kind of all sort of brought out. Um, But before I do, I just want to highlight that we do have the phone here. So if there was stuff that was going on um, while these guys were sharing that you'd like to, you know like us to dive into a little bit more, you can text it through. Um, but one of the things, as well as the the peace and the be still, you guys all talked about um, having to learn again, or not so much again, but having to put those spiritual disciplines in your life is something that you guys have all, you know, Rory, you said that's something that you've been challenged on. How am I implementing those and such? So I wanted to ask you guys, like, one, what sort of made you aware of that? And two, how are you implementing that today, those those extra disciplines, whether it's reading, praying, um, what does that look like for you guys practically? How have you had to implement that this year? Do
3: you have like a roster
1: or like a time on your calendar that you book out? or There's a wonderful thing called the Bible app. <laughs> which yeah. makes. I, I set myself a challenge at the start of this year. I realized there's gaps in my biblical knowledge. And so I set myself a little plan up for reading the Bible. And it, you know, it just gives you a set amount of verses each day. And to just go through those, it's an easy way to... Um, track your, you know, track your daily walk, to track your daily time with God. Um, what was the first part of that question, Jono? Something to do with... Nope, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I could answer it, but... there was a first, Sorry, there's a first part of your question there. What made you want it?
4: Well, so it's what made you realise it, that that, that that was an area that you needed to improve in.
1: Right, yeah. So for me, that was there was emptiness there, you know, where you could... Um, you can turn up to church and you can kind of fake the walk and, like, be around all your Christian mates and whatever, but really there was, you know, there wasn't depth there. And a a Sunday doesn't mean as much, and a life route doesn't mean as much, and a walk with Jesus actually is not a walk with Jesus if you don't have that spiritual discipline in place. And so from that kind of emptiness where I was like, wow, man, there's actually more to God that I kind of want to dig into, like, that's where the desire for that spiritual discipline came from. So, yeah.
4: Mm, Cool.
2: Yeah, I'll pick up on that, because for me, it was slightly different, actually. Um, For me, I didn't necessarily feel an emptiness. I almost lost way in how I would interact with people. So um, I also found that I'd start slipping in my faith, so my confidence in God kind of disappeared. Um, I'd say it was kind of almost a feeling of, like, being wrapped up and kind of being restricted from doing anything, um, I also found that I, she started to get quite a lot of panic attacks um, mm. that would actually take my breath when I'd start to panic, like, seriously. Uh, I also found that I actually didn't really care anymore. Mm. Yeah, I just kind of lost all care. I kind of started to lose my way a little bit. Um, I almost started to get angry with God at some points as mm. well. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was for me. But what made me realise was my family, actually. My family and actually Harrison. They started to point out certain things. Mm. And it was only by choice that I actually took upon that.
4: Cool, cool. So you had people in your life who, you were, who were able to speak into you and knew you well enough that stuff was Absolutely. going on. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to add into that? Oh, something?
0: so... I'm always going, going, going. So I, I've had a little bit of both of this. But mainly for me, Dave, our worship leader, I'm always, I've always just been like leading worship here, but he always, even when I'm struggling with something, or he can tell when I'm in that place where I'm like, I don't care, and he'll just say something to me like, how are you? Or, um, you know, just... It's very Bennett's thing to do, <laughs> yeah. is it? Yeah. Or he'll just encourage like, me. How are you? You know, like, he'll say things to me like, if you lift God up above your issues then you'll see everything change. And I'm just like, this is awesome. So I, I'm, I will just like roster myself on as much as I can so that I can come in here and just be in God's house and have that encouragement because those people are the people you need around. And it's the family that I've always needed, yeah. lacking in my cool. personal family. Yeah.
4: So. Nice, nice. I've got a question that's come through for two of you, one for Rory, one for Michaela. The first one, Michaela, you mentioned in your message wisdom. You asked for wisdom influence and opportunities to grow. Why did you ask for those three things?
2: Okay, so wisdom because I found that I was too quick to talk without actually processing what I was doing. Uh, Also wisdom because I found myself in too many sticky situations with people where I couldn't answer their questions about my faith or I couldn't answer their questions about why I do certain things. Um, And wisdom wisdom came in in the sense of how I answer that and the right words to use. Mm. For me, that was kind of the specifics. Um, influence was because I almost felt dominated by the culture around me and how toxic it could be. And I felt like I was taking more on that aspect instead of actually being a light in that situation. Cool. So influence came from the godly side of it. So actually using God to strengthen me, to be my stability, so that when I was in those cultures or in that culture, I actually had a bit more of an influence than being influenced. Yeah.
4: Wow. Awesome. You You guys want to add into that or...?
1: No? no, you hit that on the head. That Sweet. was really good. <laughs> awesome. And then, Rory, what,
4: is your, what, is your, what has been your journey with what you believe? I think you mentioned that you're going, actually figuring out what you believe and how you work that out. Um, right. Kind of, so what's been your journey with what you believe and how have you seen God work with you in that?
1: He's worked graciously. It's been very nice. Um, I, I think, oh, babe, we're going to talk about our relationship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kate has been calling me out so often recently um, because I have this bad habit of talking about things that I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, thanks, babe. <laughs> um, and so, really, it's been a lot of that, where it's been like, okay, you're saying you're believing these things. Why are you believing these things? Um, I think as a like a big thing, especially in like formative teenage years, you ask a lot of questions. I grew up in faith, and so I just... I cemented that, so I didn't ask as many questions as I possibly should have. So, um, you know, asking questions... uh, I'm just trying to think of these questions now. Um, Yeah, asking key questions around faith, you know, of what I believe and say, like, healing, Holy Spirit, you know, uh, uh, words of knowledge, you know, this whole uh, weird faith side of it, and saying, okay, and why do I believe what I believe? And so, I mean, really, it's just been a a great and opening experience. I really encourage you guys, um, if you haven't considered questions like this before, please consider them because it deepens your faith. Mm. Um, It really makes you take on your faith as your own into a, you know, and it takes it on to another dimension. Mm. And so it's been great working through God with this as you're embracing more and more, in a way, uncertainty. Like, you realize that there's the more you learn, do you realise that there's less that you know, mm, in a way. Mm, yeah. mm. And so it's really nice learning this, and it, it, it kind of makes you fall deeper in love with God, really. Right. I'd really encourage it. Cool,
4: cool. Awesome.
3: We're, you go, Jonah.
4: No, 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 you go, man. I've, ta- I've spoken the whole time, so.
3: Um, I know that one question that I was... I was no, nah, it's, nah, it's gone, actually. <laughs> Apologies, I had a question. Like it was literally right there on the tip of my tongue. It's gone. I don't know. You carry on, John. Cool,
4: awesome. Well, I've got I've got one last question to ask you because we're pretty much out of time. Um, and it's it's a real simple one, but I, it's a question I would actually love to hear people talk about because I can often get a warped view of it because I it's my it's my job to turn up here, right? It's my it's my job to be here. Um, but you guys are people who I see at church almost every week. You here you here regularly. You're, you're involved in things. What is it for you? Why Why do you come to church? Why, why is it something that you attend? Why is it something that you hear that you seem to make a priority in your life?
0: Well, because church is like a family in a, in a different sense. You've got so many people that want to speak into your life and worship leading is really important in my life so I always want to be there. I want to see it grow and since I've been in one church for a while now and I didn't used to be, it's Watching everybody in church grow is huge for me. It's right. people, it's, it's yeah. relationships, it's wanting to be closer to God. Like Julia mentioned this morning about what Simon mentioned ages ago, it's that making those pathways in your mm. mind.
4: Cool.
3: Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that as well. Like, that's the reason that I come to church is because it's a family and we all get to be with God at the same time mm. sort of thing. Cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, I suppose for me it's, it's less of a want and more of a need. Yeah, in the same way that you need to eat or drink, you need to spiritually eat and drink. Mm. And, like, that is really what church is. I noticed um, I worked night shift or afternoon shift, I suppose you'd say, and missed out on a lot of evenings. So missed out on prayer meetings, missed out on life groups. And I noticed that, yeah, uh, spiritual discipline was kind of falling away. You know, my... uh, my conversations with God weren't as frequent, mm. you know. It's important to stay within a community that keeps you accountable. Cool. Within a community that's going, man, how is your life going? And also I think it's it's very hard to find another place where someone will speak so open spiritually. Like I can't go up to, well, I can now, but I couldn't previously go up to a coworker and be like, you know, how's your spiritual life going? You know, what's God done in your life? I'd be the, I'd be the crazy guy. You know, I'd be ostracized. And so being able to do that and being able to talk about it with people that understand you, that Mm. are going through similar situations, is so important Mm. for your
4: faith. Cool. Awesome.
2: Um, For me, there's a numbers of reasons. I mean, like, one would be just because I've always been, since I grew up, you know, Mm. like, that's just what it is. It's where my family is, you know. Again, it's where I've grew up, you know. It's just, it's normal. However, it's probably become a bit more personal now. Um, That last verse that I just shared... I didn't really go into it into much depth, but the challenge that there was there for me was it provides opportunities like for you to listen to someone else's story. And that's how you build up a church family As by it says somewhere in the Bible time I am reading it the other day, but you, we're almost called to take each other's burdens and build each other up. I, mm. I can't remember what the verse said, word for word, but essentially, but if you can take time to listen to someone else's story not only does it take the focus off what you're going through, it actually puts a bit of value on someone else. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So I see value in
4: that. Cool. Brilliant. Can we give these guys a hand? Mm. Brilliant. Mm. Awesome.